podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before a weekend on which Liverpool play Monday away to Leicester City. So Jürgen has done his press conference. He's given some fitness updates. He's talked about our top four hopes and he's talked about Mo. So let's get into it and see what he had to say. Um, He said they're a really good footballing team. It is a team that wants to stay in the league and they will fight with all that they have. I expect a super intense game. I think that's all very fair. Bobby Firmino is nearly ready to return. I saw Bobby in training yesterday. He looks pretty much nearly there, but I don't think he'll be there for the weekend. Naby Keita will not be ready for the weekend. So Bobby should be back then for Villa and Southampton. Naby, I don't think we'll see play again. I don't think we'll see Ox play again uh, for Liverpool either. In terms of transfers, he said, we cannot tell anybody in the moment that we will definitely be in the Champions League. So if you're speaking to a player, he knows that. All the rest is, is the same as it was before. It is a fantastic club with a really good team and hopefully even better next year. It is still Liverpool and that means we are really attractive to a lot of players. We should not forget that. No, we should not forget that. That's the, th- the truest thing Jürgen has ever said in a press conference. This idea that Liverpool can't attract high-caliber players if they're not in the Champions League simply isn't true. Manchester United never struggled to attract players outside of the Champions League. And people will say, oh, well, they pay crazy wages. Yes, so do we. So do we. We also pay more in agent fees than most other clubs. And we're paying those agents in part to convince their player that this is the right move for them. The only thing that stops us buying higher calibre players this summer, if we miss miss the Champions League, is cheapness. That's literally the only thing. On Mo Salah, he said he will be an all-time great after he finishes career, but for now he is still here. He has a good few years in his legs and his body for the numbers to increase even more. We don't overlook it, but if a question is asked that often, then you might be guilty of overlooking uh, it, overlooking how great Mo has been. And I do think this is the case. And I think we've taken Mo for granted a lot of the time. I think we've taken Alisson for granted. I think we've taken Virgil for granted. Because those three in particular have just been so special and so important 
to what we've achieved. They're the most, they're the three most important players of the Jurgen Klopp era. Mo Salah, Virgil van Dijk, and Alison Becker. And there's other names that can go into that group, like Trent, like Fabinho, like Sadio Mane, like Bobby Firmino. But when you boil it down and look at season upon season and the difference they made to us as a team, it is those three. And yet, they didn't get nearly enough praise when we won the league, when we won the Champions League. And they've gotten far too much criticism whenever we've struggled. Like, Virgil has had a poor season by the standards he has set for himself. Mo has had a poor season, poor as relative. Mo hasn't had a great season by the standards he set for himself. If you told someone Mo was only one goal off the tally he got last year, they'd probably be a bit surprised because he hasn't played as well as he did last season. But the numbers he's put up are still incredible. But the thing with Mo and with Virgil and with Ali is that they have been so great that we can compare them only to themselves. We can't compare Alisson to any other goalkeeper in the league because nobody else is anywhere close to his level. Like, it's not even it's not even funny how much better than the second best goalkeeper in the league Alisson Becker is. The same goes for Virgil. It's not even funny how much the gap between him and the next best centre-back has grown over the last few years. When we bought him, he was the best centre-back in the league. He very quickly established himself as the best centre-back in the world. Now, this season, he hasn't played to that level. But, like, I've heard all this praise of Lisandro Martinez. There is no world in which Lisandro Martinez has been better than Virgil van Dijk this year. There's no world in which William Saliba has been better than Virgil van Dijk this year. We just know that Virgil is capable of so more, so we view him in a negative light when he doesn't perform to that level. And the same goes with Mo. Like, Bikayo Saka is having a great, great season. There's absolutely no doubt Bikayo Saka is having a great season. He's a fantastic player. And he's only going to continue to get better because he's only 21. But this is the best season of his career. He's got 14 goals and 11 assists in 3,500 minutes. That's the best season of his career. And yet, Mo, who hasn't had the best season of his career, has 30 goals and 11 assists in only 500 more minutes. So Saka, again, best season of his career, 25 goals or assists. Mo, 41 goals or assists. Only three appearances more, but about 500 minutes more. That's the level that Mo is at. And when you hear people talk about Saka and Rashford and Martinelli and any other winger in the league, 
the greatest compliment that we can give those players is to compare them to Mo. When we talk about Sven Botman, Ruben Diaz, or any of the other very good centre-backs in the league, the best compliment we can give them is to compare them to Virgil. And when we talk about Ederson and Emi Martinez and whoever else you want to think of, the best compliment they can get is to, to be compared to Alison Becker. These three guys, when they're finished, when they leave Liverpool, whenever that is, and I hope it's years from now, and I don't think there's any reason any of them should leave in the next four to five years, because I think Alison, goalkeeper's peak later, Alison's probably only entering his peak. And goalkeepers can extend their peak. Look at Manuel Nauert, 37 years of age. Physically very similar to Ali, but Ali hasn't had the injury problems that Neuer's had. Stylistically very similar to Ali. 37, still one of the 10 best keepers in the world. There's no reason Ali can't do that as well. Thiago Silva is 38. He, on his best day, wasn't anywhere close to Virgil's best. Look at him now, still playing. Now, you watch them play regularly. He's a bit of a liability, but he doesn't have Virgil's size. He doesn't have Virgil's speed, and he never did. So there's no reason Virgil can't play till 36, 37 at a high level. And the same goes for Mo. You know, Cristiano really is the blueprint here. And I'm not suggesting that Mo is as great a player as Cristiano, although I will point out he's far more rounded than Cristiano. But the reason he was able to sustain the level he did to age 35, 36, wasn't just his ability with the football. It was the way he looked after himself and how he maintained that last bit of explosiveness. There's not a player in the country that looks after themselves better than Mo. When you hear people talk about model professionals, they generally, that's generally a term used to describe some bang average journeyman, some grafter who's gotten by on work rate rather than talent. Well, Mo has all the talent, but he also has that work rate. Mo will never be described as a model pro because there's many other ways to describe the greatness of Mo Salah, but he is a model pro. He is someone that sets a standard for how you look after yourself as a professional athlete. And I don't see any reason he can't still be doing what he's doing at 34, 35, 36. Now, he'll be in a different phase. He might not be getting you 40 goals and assists per season, but he'll probably get you 30. These three lads are really special and we should enjoy every minute we have. And the club, especially the manager, need to ensure that the team they put around them is worthy of them. That they're not having to carry dead weight, which is something he has asked them to do for years, is to carry dead weight. He needs to ensure that every player in that team is pulling their own weight, performing at a high level, and 
maximizing this window with these three players who are all timers, not just at this club, but in the history of English football. On the break between games, Klopp said it is more enjoyable when it's like this. That is clear. I love the rhythm when we play three games a week. In a successful season, is brutal. So when you have it, you have to use it, and that is what we try. Okay. On the momentum from a winning run, well, statisticians will tell you momentum isn't a real thing. But people within football will tell you that it is. The truth is probably that it's it can be. It's more of a psychological thing than anything else. Um, he's talked about the, the away form and how it hasn't been great. We played a really bad season. I think everybody in this room agrees. I'm, I'm glad to hear him say that. Uh, he talked about the top four chances, and that's basically where he landed there. Um What else do we have on This Is Anfield? Uh, Jordan Henderson has said he still has a good few years left and then used Luka Modric as as an example. Luka Modric is able to do what he does because his technical ability is of the highest level. Uh, You might have a good few, few years left, Jordan, but they will be at, you know, Sunderland or such appropriate level. Liverpool journalist confirms interest in ex-Man United goalkeeper Ron Robert Zeeler. Uh, I did call that one, I think, about two months ago. So, you know, it, it would make a lot of sense to us. There's a bit about Thiago. Eh, what else is there? There's not a whole lot else there. So let's move on to Liverpool.com. Alexis McAllister signs Jurgen Klopp target in. Dream Liverpool midfield with $183 million transfers. Uh, So we'll have a look at this. Um, Okay, it mentions Mason Mount. It mentions Ryan Gravenberch. It mentions Nicolo Barella. mentions Manuel Ugart. Um... There's a suggestion. I think it's it's the, this piece is suggesting that we sign Barella, Mount, and McAllister, which doesn't really make sense because it would leave us with a distinct lack of holding midfielder. Um, but you know it is what it is. Uh, Liverpool could finally replace. Ginny Wijnaldum for Jurgen Klopp with $38 million transfer return. Is that Florian Newhouse? Jesus wept. Do people not watch football anymore? Florian Newhouse has been dreadful for two years now. Uh, Liverpool moves for transfer from sister team as FSG partners seek PSG stake from $2.5 million fund. Let's have a look. FSG partners set sites on PSG. Um, 
Arctos Sports Partners, who bought a share of FSG, and apparently they're looking to buy into PSG. That would be strange. Arctos also have a stake in Atalanta, while there is no indication that Liverpool and FSG are looking to tap that connection. A player from the Serie A side has been linked to us with a switch. Um, that's Town Coop Miners. I, I would be very disappointed if we signed him this summer. We can do much better. He's a good player, but he's far too slow, not nearly mobile enough to play in this midfield. He doesn't make any sense in this new shape. Um, Liverpool could tweak Jurgen Klopp priority a $17 million natural leader too good to ignore is that Kevin Danzo it is Kevin Danzo of Lens um, decent player for certain for certain, he he'd be he'd be good value if you could get him for a sub twenty million. He also counts as homegrown, so um, yeah. I mean, he's quick, he's powerful, he's good in the air, he's decent on the ball. Wouldn't be against it. He could replace Joe Gomez if you wanted to sell Joe, and you could get Danzo in and make a bit of a profit. I, I think that would be uh, fairly clever. Uh, media Digest piece here. Liverpool transfer target uh, who has matched Kylian Mbappe. Uh, so, Ilya Wahi, um, he would fail the dickhead test so badly that it might actually cause the AXA training centre to explode in a burst of spontaneous combustion. He is... All I'll say is just look into why he's at the club he's at now. Just just take a look into his background and tell me if he's the type of player... Not the type of player, because he is a tremendously gifted player. But ask yourself why he's at Montpellier. Why can kicked him out of their um, of their academy and then look into what took place at, in a nightclub in October of 2021 and then ask are we really going to sign someone like this? It's just foolish. Like you, You've really got to take a look at the, the personality side because it's very, very important in terms of how we approach buying players. Liverpool close to $125 million boost as long-term target could provide Jude Bellingham alternative. Um, Anfield has undergone a lot of changes, yada, yada. Oh, it's more revenue. It's regarding more revenue from the stadium. Um, and then there's some absolute garbage about Florian Newhouse, who would be a dreadful signing. But we can take solace in the fact that it has come from 90minute.com and Graham Bailey, who is one of the biggest spoofers in the history of spoofing. 
Uh, on to AnfieldIndex.com. Um, there's a piece by Sam McGuire about Jörg Schmatke. There's a piece about Tino Livermento. Um, could he be the solution uh, at right back? That is written by Stephen Smith. Super talented. Super, super talented. Very different to what Trent does now, though. He's more of a, an overlapping fullback, but he is good defensively. He's just very good all round, but he's coming off an ACL tear, and that's probably going to rule him out of a move to us this summer um, because Southampton are going to want decent money for a player of his ability. Um, the news team have put together a piece on the press conference, so you can check that one out. And then you have Tony Evans saying, sometimes John Henry forgets he's got a football club. That's Tony's weekly column, so check that one out. There is a scouting report of Jean-Claire Tadibo, written by David Davis. And then podcast-wise, Dave Davis has put together the press conference pod. There is a new scouted out head of Leicester. And I'm sure Harry Setti will have a rival recon as well for that one. So that's all I have. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the weekend. And I'll see you Monday before Liverpool versus Leicester. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.